Welcome to this episode of the Deep Penetration podcast. Um, it's prob- We're probably going to edit that out afterwards, but whatever. I'm just going to keep it on here for now since we're just going to keep going. It's fine. <laughs> um, George, my videographer was going to my videographer was going to show me. Um, sorry, the videographer was going to show me a song that he's referring to that I don't know. So he's aging himself. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm 35. I'm not super young either. But anyways, I digress. So welcome to this episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. Um, if you don't know who I am, my name is Danny and I am a self-esteem and love coach and I work with the LGBTQ plus community. When it comes to all things uh, self-love, self-acceptance, understanding how to navigate a relationship, build and cultivate a healthy relationship, um, and just break the common misconceptions within the queer community that you know we can't have long-term sustainable relationships because we can. Today, we are – ooh, this is going to be a juicy topic. Um, we are talking about uh, the fantasy – of straight men and being with straight men. I was actually unsure if I was going to do this episode, to be 100% honest with you, because I feel like it's a pretty controversial topic, but at the end of the day, it's such a big part of my experience within the queer community. No, I don't mean in the sense that I've slept with a ton of straight men. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about kind of the fantasy around being with somebody who is straight, and it's what we call turning a straight man, right? So this is always something that has interested me, and I would be lying if I didn't admit that I also have had these thoughts or fantasies and desires or whatever you want to call them myself. And the thing about doing the shadow work, right, and becoming consciously aware of yourself is that you begin to unpack these thoughts and these feelings that you may have not paid attention to in the past. So this was one of them. And I, I think it would be easy to just say, well, you know, it's just a fantasy. It's not a big deal. And for some people, it might be, if we're talking about fantasies, right? For some people, it might be whips and chains. For some people, it might be cosplay, it might be hot candle wax, a little bit of light choking. Um, but for others, it's sleeping with a straight man, right? And so I asked myself the question, what is it about straight men that I find so exciting? And if you're watching this episode and it's something that you've experienced yourself, you know, what is it that you find about it that is so exciting? Whether you've actually gone through with sleeping with somebody who is is straight presenting or not, what is the thought process behind it. And for me, it was really kind of unpacking certain um, stereotypes or societal expectations or terms that I came to learn and understand growing up, right? So let's talk about masculinity. What about masculinity do I find attractive? Dominance. Why am I trying to dominate them or be dominated. Validation. What can this guy give me that I can't give myself? Acceptance. 
somehow by sleeping with him, then maybe he would accept me as equal. And here is what I found to be true for myself, right? So growing up, I was bullied uh, horrifically throughout elementary and middle school. And, and the experience that many of us share, well, that's an experience that I feel like many of us share collectively. You know, being somebody who is is closeted and not super comfortable with their sexuality, oftentimes we experience bullying throughout our younger and adolescent years. And now there's so many different things, you know, with, you know, the don't gay say, don't uh, say gay policy and all of these different things, which I don't get into political conversations, particularly on podcasts and all that stuff. But growing up, when I was growing up, and I'm totally going to age myself here, um, these things weren't, uh, how do I put it? It wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't trendy and it wasn't something that was, really discussed. There were a lot of terms that didn't exist, um, but I just knew that I was different. I just knew that I was attracted to the same sex, um, but while also being attracted to the opposite sex. you know. So if you are unaware of who I am or you're unaware of this podcast, I am somebody who identifies as bisexual, always have been. I was in a relationship with a woman for 13 years. I'm currently in a relationship with a man. Um, and these were all things that I had to figure out as I was growing up. But at the end of the day, my experience as a, a younger kid was was traumatic. It was very difficult. Um, realistically, you know, I connected more with women because I grew up in a house full of them. And I didn't see an issue with embracing femininity or expressing effeminate behaviors. And I hung out with girls. Um, I wasn't super into sports. And I couldn't really relate to a majority of what the boys thought was interesting. Well, that was the perfect recipe for bullying. And I was called every name in the book that you can think of. Um, and I just always remember this, this burning desire to want to just be accepted by them. Um, I also grew up in a house where the male figure in my life, which was my dad, was more conservative in his way of thinking. He came from Central America and was way, raised with traditional Latin values, which meant boys had to act like boys. And honestly, this resulted in a lot of repression and self-hatred and a deep desire to be accepted by any male person figure in my life. So let's fast forward and enter into my high school years. And I did everything possible to fit in, right? I played varsity sports. I joined clubs. I dated the cheerleader. The beautiful thing about my school was, which I am eternally grateful to this day, um, is that the popular kids were actually the theater arts kids. And that is where I truly began to find myself and, and express um, a side of myself that I had repressed for so long. And it was the craziest experience because in this high school, it was like the jocks and the theater arts people had a mutual respect for one another. So we were kind of able to share um, that popularity. I even fucking became prom king, which 
cringe. Um, not to judge anybody who is prom king, because if you are, kudos to you. I'm part of that club. Um, <laughs> but I say all this because I think it, it rings true for many people who fetish You know what? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying this word correctly, but you get what I'm saying, right? Uh, people who have a fetish about being with a straight man. I'm so upset that I can't figure out that word. Anyways, uh, fetishizing, fetishizing. Listen, if you know how to say this correctly, please respond to me in a video because I don't know how to say this. So maybe you can break it down phonetically for me in the comments, whatever, but just I digress at this point because I'm just going to... I'm I'm upset. <laughs> so let me clarify. The reason for um the possibility that your reasoning might be a little bit different um is because your experiences are going to be different, right? And that's why I wanted to talk about my own personal experiences when it comes to the this this fetish. Everybody's experience with this is subjective. However, even if this does not ring true for you and you're triggered by this conversation, you're triggered by this topic, it has resulted in you giving this some thought. So over the years, I, I, I have spoken, look, over the years, I have spoken with tons of, of men, gay men, bisexual men, that we've had very open and honest discussions about about this and again we can kind of chalk this up to or brush it off to it's just a fantasy right you just have a fantasy about sleeping with a straight man and if that's as far as you want to take it that's okay but in my experience it goes a little bit deeper than that right um <laughs> no pun intended hence the uh title deep penetration but this is what I've come to find, right? Which is four primary points that are often brought up um, and tend to be the most common reasons. So let's try to break them down a little bit, right? So the first one that comes up quite often is the, the topic of masculinity. And for many of us, being effeminate was frowned upon by the masculine influences in our life. So your dad, your grandpa, your teacher, pastor, friends, whatever the case may be. Culturally speaking, many of us were classically conditioned to place masculinity on a pedestal and to view feminine energy as a negative. But allow me to clarify, I'm not saying that to be feminine, right? I don't, I don't mean that feminine energy is a negative thing when it comes to a woman. What I mean is feminine energy being looked upon negatively when a man is displaying that kind of behavior. So it can be second nature to be attracted to a more straight presenting man. And a majority of the men I have spoken to about this are straight presenting themselves. The second thing here is the topic of dominance, right? A lot of men, including myself, have fantasized about things like BDSM scenarios and all of that fun stuff. George, I am so sorry that you have to experience this conversation because, <laughs> well, you know what? Whatever. You're going to hear it anyway. So 
so be it. So basically, it's about the classic tug of war between dominance and submission. And and a guy by the name of Justin Lemeler, I think I said that right, I'm not 100% sure, um, PhD, I want to say in the area of psychology, he surveyed over 4,000 men for his book, Tell Me What You Want, and discovered that a majority of the LGBTQ plus individuals that he interviewed fantasized more about BDSM than straight men. So why is this relevant? He basically explains that straight men play the more dominant role in a majority of pornography scenes having to do with BDSM, which further contributes to the straight fetish. So a lot of these men also took on submissive roles, right, in the videos. I mean, straight presenting men. They took on a lot of the submissive roles, which can also be a huge turn on. And it appeals to men who are wanting to dominate a straight man. So let's ask the question why? Validation, acceptance, you know, validation, as I mentioned in my story before, is I was made fun of a lot by guys when I was growing up. And and I discovered for myself that the driving force behind my fantasy was to regain some power in my life. I wanted to take back the power from those guys that had taken it from me at such a young age. And in order to feel desired or wanted by straight men, that's where my focus was. And I wanted to be part of, part of the boys. I never actually really realized that that experience growing up really impacted how I navigated my life as an adult when it came to my level of comfort around straight presenting men or you know even when I was in my single phase and and meeting up with men and dating and doing hookups and all of those things there was always this kind of level of discomfort and not feeling super secure within myself because I always wanted to present myself in such a way that I was one of the dudes or the bros or the straight guys or or whatever you want to call it when realistically that that's wasn't really the case if you know me as a person um I would say that I'm a pretty fluid person when it comes to my personality sometimes a little bit more serious sometimes a little bit more jokey sometimes I'm more masculine sometimes I'm more effeminate it really just kind of depends right um so you might even have been noticed it watching some of my videos some of my videos are probably more serious topics and other videos I'm sitting here cussing and talking about fantasies like it really just kind of depends no I'm not bipolar um it's just a part of my personality um But again, I say all that because I didn't necessarily know how this impacted me growing up. And I had tons of female friends my entire life, but very few male friends. And even if I look at my friends group now, I don't have a single male friend I'm really close to, um, with the exception of my romantic partner and George over here. My videographer, he gave me a look like, excuse me. (laughs) We spend a lot of time together. So, Um, but you know, I felt as though I could never really relate to straight men, and therefore I was more comfortable with women. And I can honestly say that my favorite group of people, don't come for me, um, are lesbians. I love 
lesbians. That's just my personal experience. That's my own subjective thoughts. And, you know, based on how much fun that I've had with my lesbian group of friends. But for me, it's that perfect balance between masculinity and femininity, right? And I'm not trying to exclude any single person that is part of the queer community. Um, It's just my own personal subjective experience. So what's the next thing here? The next topic that we talked about, which is acceptance. So the next topic that we usually cover um, or that I've covered with many of the clients that I've spoken to about this is acceptance. You know, this touches upon the kind of last pick aspect of childhood. And if you can relate to this, then you know exactly what I am talking about. I remember when I was growing up, because I just said, you know, I told you I had a a bad experience in, in elementary school and middle school. And I remember growing up, I was always the last one to be picked for the sports teams um or games because of how I was perceived by the guys. Granted, I was when I was going to elementary school, we weren't really discussing, you know, sexual orientation. And therefore, I just remember wanting to be accepted by a group of guys that didn't want to accept me and went out of their way to reject me every single chance they could. And I even remember this one instance that has just like burned in my memory where a close friend of mine at the time was uh, presented with an option of either sticking with me or being accepted by the group of guys. And needless to say, he chose the herd. And I was deeply wounded by this experience, which obviously further fueled my desire to, to be accepted. However, honestly, looking back as an adult, I don't blame him. Um, it is, it's an innate human instinct to desire community for the purposes of survival, right? So if we're talking about it like on an anthropological level, it's, it's, it's a survival mechanism. And that is why shame plays such a crucial role in human survival. So although shame is processed very differently today, it was a strong emotion that drove individuals to conform to the group. So I get it. He just wanted to survive his middle school experience. And as an adult, the ability to sleep with a straight guy translated in my mind as us being equals. It translated as him accepting me. It, I wasn't the last pick anymore, right? Instead, I was someone that he was willing to be incredibly vulnerable with. And that level of acceptance was intoxicating. So therefore, recognizing the deeper reason for the fantasy played a crucial role in, in my detachment from the fantasy itself. Now, again, This was my own personal experience. And I'm not saying that for you, this is going to be exactly the same experience, but it's possible that you may have had a similar experience. It's possible that you may be that person who's who's trying to chase after the straight guy because it's fulfilling a fantasy. But have you ever really taken a step back and given it any thought as to why you are fantasizing about that straight guy? So often I find that we hover on the surface a lot um, and we don't allow ourselves to really get deeper with our pattern of thinking or our emotions. And the reason why all of this is important is because in order for us to have a healthy, sustainable, and long-term relationship, we have to be willing to go 
deeper. We have to be willing to have a sense of self-awareness or, or an understanding of self to really be able to navigate dating. That's number one. And number two, be able to identify red flags in others and within our selves because that's really where we start to to own our dating experience instead of our dating experience owning us i feel like so often when i talk to clients their experiences maybe your experiences with dating have been shit and i get it you know i've been there i've done that and it's it it can be very um disappointing um it can jade you it can make you lose trust in the process and people and men but the reality is it all starts with you uh doing the work unpacking your your thoughts and your perceptions and your perspectives and and allowing yourself to dig a little bit deeper, which is why I wanted to have this conversation about the fantasy. It's such a big thing in gay culture. You see it all the time in porn. You know, one of the highest ranking categories in gay pornography is straight men. So it's obvious that there is some fantasy here. There is something that is rooted in that fantasy and we should talk about it. We should unpack it. This is all part of the process of really getting to know yourself and understanding yourself and, and working through certain things so that you become more confident in your self-identity and just generally challenging yourself. That's how you grow. I hope you found this episode helpful. Um, I hope there was something in this episode that maybe you you learned Um or you took away, maybe you were inspired, motivated, maybe this challenged you to think beyond just it being a fantasy, whatever the case may be. Love having these conversations with you guys. Um, feel free to email me if you have any questions. Feel free to head over to my social media pages, right? My TikTok, my social media, or my Instagram, so we can have open discussions. If you actually look, I comment, uh, I do video comments for people who ask questions. So again, any questions you have, feel free to ask me, um, but I will see you guys in the next episode.